Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you will apply to a particular school being highlighted, you should listen to all of the episodes as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Lastly, if you have any questions you'd like me to cover on future episodes or any comments you'd like to share, please email me at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at www.collegeadmissionstalk.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today Jarvis D.A. Juice, who's an admissions counselor at Hunter College, which of course is part of the CUNY system, the City University of New York. Jarvis, good day to you, and how are you? Good to meet you, John. Um, I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you so much for your time today. We're really looking forward to hearing about all the great things that Hunter has to offer. So Jarvis, let's get right to it. And let me ask you, what is it about Hunter College that makes it so appealing for so many students to want to apply and ultimately attend? I think it's the unique combination of affordability, diversity, and courses and programs that we offer. Um, Our tuition is only $7,000 a year. Um, wow. Our student body has over 15,000 undergraduates that come from all corners of the globe. So different perspectives, different walks of life, different cultures. They speak so many different languages. Um, and then all the programs that we offer, over 70 majors. I actually am part of the class of 2013. So I majored in chemistry and I triple minored in math, physics, and sociology. <laughs> That's fantastic, Jarvis. Yeah. And also being right there in New York City has to offer students a wealth of opportunities, not only in the classrooms, but beyond. What could you tell us about Hunter College and being right there in Manhattan? So there's so many things to do. So like we we are a vertical campus, but there's a lot of things around the campus for students to get into um, cultural attractions, internships. We partner with so many like media companies, hospitals. I have student ambassadors who are working at like Cornell. Um, we partner with Bellevue Hospital downtown. That's actually our school of nursing. And there are so many other things available. Like I tell students, the entire island becomes your campus. Additionally, I also tell them if you have a monthly unlimited Metro card, the world is yours. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I know that the Macaulay's Honors College is part of Hunter. Jarvis, could you elaborate in terms of what Macaulay's offers in terms of opportunities for students? 
Oh, for sure. So Macaulay is the top scholarship package within CUNY, and it's available at all of the senior colleges within CUNY. So right off the bat, the tuition is paid for. It's a full tuition scholarship. Um, students also get a MacBook Pro, which is worth another three grand. And there's also a $2,000 stipend that goes towards research or studying abroad. And last but not least, their first year of housing is guaranteed. So all in all, Macaulay throws like 40K at you. So it's nothing to sneeze at. That is fantastic. And I actually have a friend whose daughter's there and she absolutely loves it. So again, nice. thank you for the great work that you do. So Jarvis, how many applications do you actually review a year? And do you represent a specific region? Please walk us through the process of how you evaluate so many applications. For sure. Yeah. So Hunter in general, we get about 40,000 plus applications every year. Um, and in my particular case, I represent um, Nassau and Suffolk County. So I go around to a ton of schools out in Nassau, Suffolk County. I do individual visits. I attend college fairs. Um, any students from these particular these two counties that have and like any questions about their apps or anything in general, they reach out to me. Like I send emails out to them. I do, I do outreach. I manage chat platforms with them. I do social media reporting. So there's a lot that, that goes into it. <laughs> and I'm sure. And what can you tell us about the current freshman class? What is the average profile of the class? So for fall of 2022, it is extremely competitive. I'd say most of our students are in the like 92 to 95 range. So it's been really, really tough. The students that have gotten into our freshman scholar programs, that's about 93 up. And then for Macaulay, um, given how much it offers, that's around like 94 to 97. That's fantastic. Thank you for that insight. And I know, Jarvis, that Hunter is test blind. Can you elaborate and explain what exactly does it mean when a school is test blind? Yeah. So a lot of schools will probably talk about how they're test blind or they're test optional, or they may just require the SAT or ACT. And that's more so a thing of the past pre-pandemic anyway. So when a school mentions that they're test blind, that means that they are not factoring SAT or ACT into their admissions decision. Basically, if a student submits their SAT or ACT, we will not look at it. We will look at all the other things that we would look at and leave that aside. Um, if a school is test optional, that means a student can submit it if they want to, but it is not required. Well, thank you so much again for that insight. We really appreciate it. And Jaris, do you use the student's high school GPA as indicated on their transcript, or do you recalculate the GPA using your own metrics? If so, what do you look at from a student's academic record, and how do you evaluate them? So we don't recalculate GPAs. We use the average that is on the um, that's on the transcript. If it's if it's like out of four, we obviously convert it to like a scale of a hundred, but that's pretty much it. Well, that's great. Thank you so much. And I was curious, Travis. Does Hunter College accept AP or IB test scores for actual credit? Yeah, yeah. We have a nifty little table on <laughs> our website for um, AP scores. For IBs, the that is also available somewhere. I don't quite know where, but I'm pretty sure that's on our website too. On the website. Well, that's fantastic. Well, Jarvis, I'm going to include 
the Hunter College Office of Admissions link in our show notes. If there's anything else you want to include, just send it to me. And of course, I'll make it available to the students and their parents in the show notes. Absolutely. So obviously, Hunter is in New York State, of course, in the city, but part of New York State. How do you use Regents exams in the overall application process? So that's more of a of a underlying thing. So we we use um, Regents scores to basically like just determine what level of math a student would be would be starting at. Gotcha. So it's basically used for placement. So yeah. But I was curious, the actual test scores, what students actually get on each individual regions, is that part of the application process to determine whether or not they're going to be admitted to Hunter? In terms of admission, not really. Okay. That's good to know. So basically, it's used for placement. Well, I appreciate that insight. Thank you so much. And so, Jarvis, it leads me to my next question. What are the different ways a student may apply to Hunter College? And is there a benefit to applying one way over the other? So basically, there's one main way to apply, and that's through the CUNY application. And so that's really easy to get to. Students can just start at cuny.edu slash apply, navigate to the application, create their CUNY first account, and fill out the application. Simple as that. Well, that's great to know. There's one way to apply. So I was curious, what is the deadline to apply? And when do students typically get their decision on whether or not they were accepted? So for high school seniors, I definitely recommend due to our application volume that they apply as soon as their senior year starts because the fall application for that upcoming year is available. So for example, rising seniors coming into 22, the fall 23 app is going to be available pretty much right at like September, October. I always tell students apply early always apply early. The deadline may be February 1st of 23, but um, it pays to get all that stuff early because you never know when the transcript might get to us late. Um, there might be a mishap or a student may need to correct something in the application and that a small issue turns into a big problem later. Understood. And that's great advice to be prepared students should probably use the summer to complete their essays, to complete their activity sheets and everything else that they want to put into the application, make sure that you're asking the teachers that are going to write letters for you before you leave for the summer so that when you come back in September, like you said, you're going to be close to ready or in fact ready to hit submit on the application. So that's great advice, Jarvis. Thank you so much. And speaking of the senior year, how important are students' courses in progress and grades in their senior year? And what are you looking for when reviewing them? So we are looking for basically consistency across the board. We, we focus on the first three years, but we like to see that consistency in the fourth year. Um, senioritis is a thing and we don't like to see it. So we, we definitely prefer to see that consistency across the board. Well, we appreciate that, Jarvis. And yes, senioritis can definitely be a thing. So let me ask you, what are some examples of college essays that really stuck with you? And what advice would you share with prospective students in terms of what to think of when writing their essays? So the college essay is probably one of the most interesting parts about the application because it provides a lot of insight into what a student may be like going through or what stage of life they're at. And 
it can definitely, honestly, you can make or break an application in, in my eyes. I had one student in particular who stated in their essay that they were going to be the best student ever in the his in like the history of the college. Wow, what a bold statement, right? <laughs> right, but it gets better or worse depending on how you want to look at it. The student then proceeded to say at the end of their essay, "If we don't admit them, we would regret it for the rest of our lives." <laughs> so, what did you think of that essay overall? Um, and did you accept that student? <laughs> if I remember correctly, I don't believe we did. It's okay. I am not a big fan of students putting hot takes in their essay. Um, that's the that's the thing. I I want students to be authentic, yes, but there's a there's a line between like ambitious and and hubris. Right. Well, that's great advice. I appreciate that. And another part of the application are the teacher letters of recommendations. So what are you looking for in terms of helping to enhance the overall application from those letters? I think a teacher letter of recommendation or anyone in, a, in an educational capacity um, can provide great insight because they're the ones that speak to the student and interact with them on a daily basis. So they're the ones that have an eagle eye into how that student's doing, how that student reacts to adversity, that student's work ethic. They can provide the most accurate assessment of how the student's doing. Fantastic. And are there any examples that you could share with us of teacher letters of recommendation that really stuck out to you? Yeah, I remember there was one teacher recommendation letter that spoke to how a student was always coming to class early, First one in, last one out, just like the gym. And that's basically how it is. They were always the first to step up for a question, lead a group through something, present. And so to me, that tells me that the student is willing to take on challenges, willing to take on initiative, and that they're resourceful. Especially when the student reaches out to them for help, that's a sign of strength and not weakness. And that's what I like to see in a student. Well, that's great insight, and I appreciate it. And it goes to the fact that there are many parts of the overall application. But, for example, on a transcript, yes, you see the rigor, you see the grades. You don't necessarily see the student's initiative in class. You don't see uh, their personality, their character on that transcript. So whether it's the student's own essay or the teacher's letter of recommendation, anytime that they can give insight in terms of who they are as a person, I would imagine is going to enhance that overall application. So I appreciate that insight, Jarvis. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And of course, another piece of the application is a student's activity sheet. What are the kinds of things you're looking for beyond the work they did in the classroom? So honestly, with the, the way the pandemic has like shifted the expectations of students, it's very much... Um, we take a look at like everything. We take a holistic approach to a student's achievements. So if a student has a really sweet volunteer gig, I definitely tell them, list that on your application. If you're in a really nice club that's doing like great things, list that as well. However, in the case of clubs, definitely want to list the club and things that have been done in the club. Maybe if they're holding like an official position in the club, as opposed to just being in the club and attending meetings. We want to see that you've done something, you've gotten something out of being in that club. All right. 
And then if a student is in a sport, for sure. So in terms of sports, there is this misconception about how like it doesn't contribute. And I firmly disagree with that because there are students who get up at 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning, go to practice for two to three hours, and then go to class. And they might do the same thing again after class for another three hours and then get home 8, 9 p.m., then do their homework, then go to sleep, and then start it back up again. And so devoting effectively half a school near a full school day to a sport that says a lot about a student as well because they're interacting with their peers they are um, working on team building that's leadership that's cohesion and that's diligence in honing a craft that takes a lot of effort and i applaud students who do that well i really love that answer because it was a thorough overview of exactly what it is that you're looking for so that the students could enhance their overall application. So thank you so much, Jarvis. That was perfect. So Jarvis, in conclusion, what are the top three pieces of advice you would give a student and their parents who are getting ready for the college admissions process? All right. Number one, reading is fundamental. <laughs> Absolutely fundamental. Um, I get so many students who through the admissions process and the enrollment process. We send students a large amount of communications and I get that they get a lot of amount of a large amount of communications from other schools as well, but it is up to them to read everything that's sent to them because a lot of it contains really pertinent information. If we didn't want them to know that information, we wouldn't send it to them. That's number one. I would say number two, Deadlines are a thing. Um, Hunter may, like CUNY may operate on rolling admissions, but once the application deadline passes, all bets are off. I have students, as a matter of fact, who are now reaching out to me this week, this past week, which is after the commitment deadline. Um, and they're wondering if they can still get in. And they naturally can't because we slammed the door shut um, around the commitment deadline because of how many apps we get and how competitive the pool is. And then I would say number three, be resourceful. There are so many resources available to students now. Honestly, Google and um, just checking out the school's website, as a matter of fact. Students will ask me what majors we offer in an email when they could very easily just find that on the website where like they just search up majors simple as that and any college worth their salt is going to have that information readily accessible to you whether it's financial aid the programs that they offer tuition um and student demographics all of that information readily accessible well we really appreciate your insight and your advice today this conversation has been awesome jarvis and i'm really happy because i know it's going to help so many students and their parents. I am looking forward, by the way, to having you back again. But at this time, I just want to thank you for all you did for us today. We truly appreciate it, Jarvis. Absolutely. You can have me back anytime. I love to have these types of conversations um, and be more so refreshingly real with individuals about the process, because I think there's a lot that just gets lost in translation or students just don't know 
or the expectations are unrealistic. Well, I appreciate that. And I hope a lot of people are going to listen to this conversation. I hope they're going to take your advice. Of course, I'm going to put the Office of Undergraduate Admissions into the show notes. Again, Jarvis, anything else that you want me to include, I'll put it in the show notes so that there's more information for students and their parents. So again, Jarvis, thank you so much for your time today. This was awesome. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Always fun. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.